you, as from now on a commie, and you are a fucking commie. Don't like that. Give me a notice and fuck off. All right, welcome. No crying in the cool room. We are on location. It's all going down. This is a chef industry podcast. Uh, basically, it is a podcast about chefs just reliving the PSD from their childhoods and lives and chefing careers. Uh, I'm Tim Kershaw, 15-year vet in the industry with me, as always, Lockie Sheridan, 15, day, 15 years also. Make it 30, who cares, yeah. Another vet. And then actually, we have a guest today who is actually a vet. Oh, yeah. Of the army. <laughs> so his PSD is going to be... You're missing out the tea. You're missing, you're missing the out tea the trauma. Out of it. Yeah, PSDT. Yeah. So even even now you're like nah, trauma. Nah. We got Jared Gandry with us. I think now you mentioned that point that because obviously normal veterans, regular old military veterans, have Anzac Day, yeah. a day we can stop and reflect, play yeah. two up, get pissed. Chefs need their Anzac Day. What day can well, we convert? Day, there's lines at the door waiting for breakfast. Exactly. So, so yeah. you need one day of the year where chefs can like get up and as the sun comes up, they can reflect. Chef's day. On it all. I think the closest you get to that is like when people do like hospo Mondays or something like that at uh, venues, but you're still going to work. Maybe <laughs> someone's working for those. Yeah. It's a cheap imitation of <laughs> yeah, Anzac no. Day for that. <laughs> it's just because you're not busy on a Monday. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Come on. <laughs> but all the chefs that we lost along the way. Minute silence, get yeah, hammered, play like two That's up. That's a good idea. Yeah, mm. we can bring it in. I reckon we should, you could have a good name or something, which we can think of right now. What do you reckon? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, but it can't be something like Chef Day. That sounds <laughs> no, like no. someone will turn up for a feed. Yeah, that yeah. All, you get all those MasterChef mums coming in, like, look at my baked... Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we, can, we can't have any influences and that sort of stuff either. <laughs> no, fuck that no, shit. No offense. But no. uh <laughs> some of the people that call me that. PTSD. Hey? PTSD day. PTSD PTSD day. I think it already exists. Because they'll know. I think it already exists. It's called Are You Okay Day. Yeah. 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 welcome sort of appreciation society. Thanks for having me, by the way. Yeah, good man. Yeah. Very nice. This is a Jared Gandry is a comic. We started Hospital Horror Stories together. Um, and that's where this uh, podcast originated. And Lockie came from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to Lockie. I'd met him once before, and he came on and he did a horror story on stage for the first time. And that's how this all happened. I like doing. Uh, it's interesting doing comedy, and then because I feel like every comedian has to have some job at some stage, and a lot of those people come from hospitality. All yep. the people in the performing arts. I generally do hospitality for a very long time to then go on and maybe achieve what they want to performing. Yeah. So we've always found doing comedy around that sort of stuff, it just becomes ultra relatable. Yeah. And it's been good for it, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. So and I, we, I feel we, like the old testament of this podcast. <laughs> you're already you're already locked in. <laughs> um, and we'll just mention the ambient noise. This is uh this is no crying in the cool room on location now. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go around. We are at uh, Royale's Wembley. Burger, chicken, wings, beers. This is a sick spot, hey? It's a sick venue. And more importantly, they're awesome people, so... Yeah. Yeah. We just met uh, Ken. Real nice guy. And uh, this is how we do it. I don't know how you do a podcast, Goundry, but we do it the opposite to everyone else. It's all about being authentic. That's what, that's what I found That's what chicken wings are. Yeah. Knock them down, man, right there. So See, look at this. The loosest podcast. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will tell you, I've, I've probably been on a guest on about... 45 podcasts. Ooh. And this is the first one where chicken wings have been delivered. 45 different? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. 
Um, wow. So we're better than 45 podcasts? So well, far, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can hear <laughs> that. It's yeah. ruin it. Don't you worry about it, boys. Okay? Don't get a fucking cat eat chickens before they become weeds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also, <laughs> I just cut it. Cut I it feel like, like too yeah. soon, like a UK sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> cut it there. That's it, guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Follow yeah. on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Hit like and subscribe. You've got to be careful, though, Lockie, because Goundry, he's like. a professional, right? So he's been on 45 podcasts. He knows how to butter up the hosts right. so they feel good so he can have a yeah a good pod yeah okay so but be careful he's a slippery fucker well you're in, you're in a funny you're in a funny niche now where you're going to attract people on there because what you guys got you got nice content right yeah. and you know the power of some good content yeah. so mm. now you're going to have like I do content myself and now I get every fucking slippery motherfucker being like hey could I take you out for lunch and maybe we can record some? I'm like you got I've got something you want uh-huh. and it's good power Yes. Yeah. So you leaned into um, yeah, the course. army side of things. <laughs> we were t- sorry. We were just talking about quickly before we turned this on. That that power is what secretly what everyone wants. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. look at it, the whole of history. Power. Yeah. Have you seen a chef with too much power? Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen a front of house manager with too much power? Like the one that's fucking like the, one of the chefs. Exactly. The a front chef. of house person with too much power is no power at all, though. That's why they, that's <laughs> no, why they have it. No, they've got, their, they've got their talent into you the sous chef or the head chef. That's how they do it. Yeah. yeah. Then they run everything. Yeah, they can't do it on merit, though. No. No. we got to use what you got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I respect true. it. Yeah, yeah, kind I respect of. it. <laughs> I've met too many. That's all. Yeah. You were, a, um, you were an army chef, but did you? <laughs> no, no. I want to clarify something. Good. Well, let's see. get to the good stuff. Okay. Okay. So this is my group. Because army chefs aren't chefs, first of all. I'm going to put that out there. And if anyone's listening and thinks you are, you're not. And so I was a straight up soldier. Uh-huh. Spent seven years in infantry. So that's just blowing shit up, walking around, navigating. Just frontline soldier. Uh, then in my spare time, I was just, I was cooking since eight years before I became a what chef. What soldier has spare time? Oh, we have heaps of spare time. I mean, you come back from bush, you might get a couple of weeks off. Or you come back from overseas, you'll have a few months come off. Come back from bush? Yeah, come back from bush. What does bu- that mean? That's like a field <laughs> exercise. So you'll go away and you might be you like, oh, I'm on this. Shit up. But, we, but we call everything bush. Even if you're on a Navy ship uh, doing beach landing, that's Aussies, still bush. Right? But yeah, you go around the world as well. No, 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 but Aussies would call it bush. Is that we right? call it bush, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Other countries don't know what that means. They think, yeah, yeah. It, they think that's it vagina. It's very Aussie. It's awesome, mm. yeah. Yeah, going out bush, and they're like, who was she? Who was she? <laughs> oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I hadn't thought about it. And um, But I, my downtime, because when you blow things up for a living, you've got to have some downtime, right? Yeah. You need to whew, get it out. And I was just, I was that kind of like overqualified civilian fucking cook, you know what I mean? Going down to get a new thing oh i got a sushi maker i got this particular right. thing or i got this new pan i'm gonna try this stuff. so what made you overqualified because i could cook i had everyone around my house all the army people and their partners would come around my place nearly every week where'd you get these skills from just learn them i was just enjoyed it and you didn't do and dish pigging at 15 years old or never i worked at mcdonald's that was the extent of my hospitality experience prior okay, to joining so you knew, the military you knew squeezy bottles yes they'll, tr- they'll train you all right though I had a good, great time at McDonald's. Yeah, I went to McDonald's for a little bit when I was like 15. Absolutely. You'd get that cleaning it. program, I hope. What? You'd get a cleaning program. Like you'd be good Everything at the... Everything is a program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the whole thing's a big SOP. Everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I wanted to get like a dollar fifty more an hour or whatever. So I went to like McDonald's school. So they have like this head office in, in every wait, wait, city. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What right, get this? like this. We so need a new button that says gay. school. <laughs> I feel like they would take 50 cents off your an hour 
to go to their school or something. Get, yeah, a, yeah. get a load of this. So, so cause I was, I was a teenager at the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll upskill and get some more skills at McDonald's. Right. So they send you to McSchool, which is like somewhere in the city. <laughs> you guys say that. And it's in the fucking school. classroom, they have like Coke, Diet Coke, Fanta. They got like wired into the wall, like, you can just get some just for your enjoyment for the people because it's boring because you're just talking about SOPs <laughs> all the time so like get fucking 400 grams of sugar into they need a now. McFlurry system there that'd be cool that would in, be the whole in the day. school yeah Making McFlurries they have a mock store in there so mm. you can go in there and like do things and that's where they try they test out all the new burgers and yeah, stuff so it's McS- school's sick it's way better than regular school just quietly. no it's not <laughs> when I no worked at Macca's one, <laughs> less one bongs year, but yeah they took us they took us to the head office here and that was exactly what that was and it was like a mind-numbing experience because you're like you thought you were going somewhere and then all of a sudden you were like there's yeah there's a post mix machine yeah I mean, and they're serving their own shit you're like what the fuck what it's, the fuck are we here for it's great I loved working yeah. at McDonald's I always sold well, a, I actually liked it too they treated you okay and it was all like, mm. yeah. Why would people assume that you would treat them badly? I don't know. Well, I think like because McDonald's, I guess, is like so big that the, you'd have. I some think the common misconception with McDonald's, not sponsored by the way, um, is that people will always say, "Oh, study hard, do this, get a good job, or you'll work at McDonald's." Like mm-hmm. that's the state. That's the saying, right? Whereas McDonald's yeah. is actually one of the most amazing brands in the world. Like you go to any McDonald's anywhere in Australia, you have like the same product produced by children. Yes. Yeah. Consistency. And it's consistency. Yes. Right? And, and, so and they like would the tell you, you have the, you got to have the belt on, you got to have a oh, shirt on, you can't have the like the fucking thing ironed. Yeah. yeah. They teach you like everything. I feel like McDonald's is the only people like training children at all anymore. Mm. You know, like parents aren't doing it. What, so Taliban? Parents aren't yeah. helping the, them. The kids who make the Nike shoes, they just know. Yeah, the sweatshop yeah. kids. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. not talking about. Know. I think they just know. I don't think third that's world past, countries <laughs> need more discipline. I, I feel like after like, <laughs> after like 80 years, that's passed down through generations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they get it. Like they understand the rules. I like to work in Mid- China. <laughs> I it's these Australian kids that don't, and McDonald's is the only one that's whipping them into line. Can you imagine Aussie kids making a shoe? I just can't. I can't imagine it. They're like we've drunk out of every single one of these. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. At the end of it, you're like, oh, it's uh, it it holds the beer all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They would be slow. I know that. Just slow and I stab myself again. Why are you saying Australian kids are as in speed? They're slow. Yeah. Why? Why? What's this theory? Just so much slower than third world countries where their entire (laughs) life depends on that shoe. Uh, I, yeah, just, yeah. I just think they'll be slow with the whole process, like because they can, they, they know they can quit. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they would just they would just be like they they wouldn't they'd get through the pain or something that happened they would adjust. Mm-hmm. I reckon everything that would come up would be like this is my first shoe ever made. This is bullshit, mum. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. And I don't think they have those kind of micro hand skills that Dex- someone in dexterity. China would have. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first, Asian. Okay. Great dexterity. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'll stand by that any day of the week. I um back to yeah. McDonald's right as when I was a child. Started fourteen nine months. It was the first time I ever had a girlfriend. I had a McDonald's girlfriend. Yes. So we worked together. We went to different schools. It was the first time I'd seen only at McDonald's. She was. Well, we went like, to the movies. We went. Oh right, right, right. We went and saw Final Destination for our first date. Pashed the whole time just quietly. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Uh, it was the first time you had to mingle with other people. So we used to have like Macca's parties and fucking, yep. I was getting Mac, I was fingering a Macca's girl. It was the best, man. Well, I hope it's the same girl that you took to the movies. It was, yeah, yeah. I sold a pinger through the drive-thru. At 14 <laughs> years old, bro? Who were you? I was you? 16 and a half there. I used because, to do that too, but not, not that. Mm. It was different. Ah. So yeah, my life's crazy. 
yeah. drug dealer. So how did um, the my, chefing my mates would chef come in, my comedian. mates would come through the drive through on a, on a <laughs> hey, it's been night. going down for a long time. <laughs> my mates would come through the drive through on whatever, and they would give me like fifty bucks, and I give them sixty bucks back. So that sort of shit. And then, oh, that's a good and fraud. Then, and then they would get the money, but you could also manipulate the machine. Yeah, yeah. But that's where the mind comes in. You're like, how do I wait? How do I balance this? And that's now? what it was good but for also, to, yeah. le- to learn those early criminal activities. I was right. always good at uh, on-the-fly maths. I'm terrible at it now. I don't know what happened. Life. Alcohol, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, like I could always do the, oh, I need $12.85 back in this deal. How do I do it? And I'd fuck the next guy. I'd make him pay more or make him pay $4 more and the next car $3 and then... Are you yeah. telling me that you would commit a crime and then the, the following customers 100%. would then cover that crime up by balancing but, uh, your I mean, till like, incrementally over time? Possibly. Yes, yeah, Chef. That's fucking genius. Yeah. yeah. We Chef. Yeah, yeah great. They're all... I mean, like, you can't dob me in because they were all part of the crime, so... Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then... Yeah. But the only time I felt... Re- actually felt bad about it was when... They started making things I didn't realize. They would just throw me on the till, and I'd never been trained, so I was just like, "Which is real easy, just go Big Mac, <laughs> just whatever." I feel and like then, they would make that as easy as possible, right? Yeah, you just go Big Mac large. That's a large meal. Yeah, that, yeah. It's, you yeah, can but crush it. You could it also easy. promo shit off. You just go promo, promo, yes. promo. So then, it, but it would come through on the screen at the front or whatever. Anyway, whatever. Um, they used to uh, then started assigning tills to certain people. So if they went to the bathroom and threw me on. Now I'm 80 bucks, they're 80 bucks short straight away, like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> and then they'd come back and get a written warning and they'd just, like, because they they're all chicks and they would, they're all 16 year old chicks, they'd just cry. Straight away. Like, oh, dude, I felt so bad about that. Obviously never owned up, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't yeah. feel that bad, did you? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's no. good. I missed but those it, But it, it gave me the more motivation to cover it up quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or smart, more smart. Or put extra money in it till if I like this, this shit like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Well, you heard it here first. So if anyone's listening and they want to get into crime, yes, the perfect starting McDonald's place is, is McDonald's. The only place to start anything. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we've Maybe. got a massive misconception <laughs> that you were a a cook in the army. Nah, man. I used to fucking blow shit. Up. So you're cooking yeah. at home. Oh yeah. And doing the army, and then you decide to go into hospitality. Yeah, yeah. So did seven years in the, and I was fucking hawked on cooking, man. I absolutely loved it. That's and cool. I, I think because. All ex-chefs, uh, of which I am, um, will Yet to often... be determined, to be honest. No, There's no, a lot no, of I'm holes out. in this story. No, I'm out. And um, <laughs> I'm blow shit up. We'll, we'll look back on their time. They'll look back on all the bad things. But when you are, like, when you first start and you're deep in and you're absolutely hooked on, on cooking and creating, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It's amazing. And I was just doing yeah. that prior to the military. So then when my military time was, uh, you know, coming to an end, you know, I'd signed up for four years, I'd done seven, mm-hmm. I was had to, I was getting, looking down the barrel of going to a training establishment and I wasn't really in for that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna go do something do mean, else. Sorry, do you mean training for, for cooking? No, like uh, I, when military. I was in the military, I would go and train other soldiers. Right. Like, so I was like, I'll get out and I'll just do something else in my life. Mm-hmm. 25 years of age, uh, the military is all I've known. Yeah. Um, I'll do this thing that I like. That's, and to me, that's how life works. Yeah. I'm like, I'll do this thing that I always fucking do. Yeah, totally. Um, so I did that and I, I, I loved it. But what do you? What was your first job? Well, I sort of went around the system a little bit, right? So I was like, cool, I love cooking. I'm going to do this thing, right? So for, I was like, I don't know if I want to do an apprenticeship. So I'll just go straight up and I'll do a Cert 2 first and I'll see if I like it. Yeah. Because then if I don't, I can get out, right? And I'm that's, not, that's how I did it too, yeah. Got there, went, sort of got 
if you then go get an apprenticeship afterwards, you can like get a heaps of time on your book. Yes. So I was like, I'm 25 years of age. I don't want to be an apprentice for three to four years mm-hmm. at my age. Right. So I will go do this thing. And then essentially I could get a job and I only had like three to six months left to just fill in all the gaps. Yeah. Um, and I worked uh, for a company called QT, which was the hotel yep. thing. Yep. So mm-hmm. pretty new at the time. Melbourne? Uh, in the uh, Gold Coast. Yeah. Because I was living just outside of there. Uh, I just got out of the military. I was already in Queensland. I kind of stayed there. Um, and then I entered a competition, which was like they picked 30 sort of apprentices from around Australia to go all go to Melbourne. And you just do this like competition for five days. Um, I got accepted into that and uh, did really well in that. And then while I was in Melbourne, I was like, hey, I'm going to go work for free for the following three weeks after that at a whole bunch of fine dining restaurants. Because I really wanted to um, just be at the top of... You're passionate. The, yeah, I wanted to Were be... Were you reading all the books and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. Love who, was, who was your guys? Uh, Farvakan, the restaurant in... Uh, is it oh, fin- yeah. Finland? Finland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Norway. Nor- Sweden, maybe. Yeah, one of the Scandinavians. The guy who was up north who was like yep. burying everything underground and stuff. Yeah, Noma, all that sort of stuff. Like really into... I guess in... This is 2002. <laughs> 2012-ish. Yeah. Um, a lot of that sort of uh, simplistic cooking was foraging, all that sort of stuff was, yeah, very, yeah. was very on trend. Um, I, li- I like doing that. I would I would actually forage myself because I sort of took what my military things and I used to hike already. So I was I was doing foraging as well. Yeah, I feel like you forage, as. but also dig a trench. <laughs> 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 the only person to forage with an M sixteen rifle. <laughs> do, they, do they teach you that like survival in? Um, I guess it's bush tucker. I in a cert, in a cert two mm. hospitality course, do no, they no, teach no, you survival? No, I mean the army like. It kind of makes sense a little bit if, when if you're surviving. The, the last sort of uh, gig I had in the military as I was going out is I was actually uh, attached for a little bit to the survival school. So mm-hmm. they uh, instruct the downed pilots. So if pilots need to go through this course, hey, if you fucking pop out over enemy territory, Forever, yeah. you're going to have to figure some shit out for a little bit before we get you. Yeah. And uh, it was my job to sort of lead the uh, escape and evasion part of it. So we would just drop some pilots off. You got a 15 minute head start. We're coming after you with some dogs. Really good fun. Whoa. Yeah, it was sick, mate. I'm so into that. Um, and we would spend I like, can't beat a dog. We would do the game. I'm actually into being chased for some reason. <laughs> we were, like in, in that scenario. Did you, feel, like, did you feel like a, a bit of a sexual erection or something? No, I just like Sexual liked erection. <laughs> As opposed to it's a just a power erection. military erection, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some blokes around me chasing me. I've in. had some nervous erections that weren't sexual. <laughs> Every time I go on a bus, I get a boner. <laughs> There's an old military term called you get a battle fat, which okay. is whenever you're doing something. Like if you shoot a machine gun out of a helicopter, 100%. ever done it? No. Good fun. No. Uh, fire I guarantee I'd be erect. You ever fired a rocket launcher? No. Sick. Both, um, both erections? But you can get it something called a battle fat. Um which is uh, so veined up. (laughs) And the other one is like, sometimes when you're in a, in a vehicle, like an armored vehicle and it's vibrating heaps, you can get something called motion thickness. That's what I get. That's what I'm saying Mm. on the bus every time. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't take the bus thickness. off of, like, Motion thickness. The bus. Yeah, probably. And the plane planes, planes most. Oh yeah. yeah, Always get a boner coming down. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, where were we? Yeah, uh, getting chased by, by dogs. Blokes. <laughs> so, blokes said dogs. I said blokes. Um, Something about blokes being chased now. Which yeah. is which is good fun doing the escape innovation stuff. We used to be real gay about it, and we would be like, let's spend like let's spend twenty to thirty minutes doing our camouflage cream, and we'd have like skulls and Darth Maul and shit, and we'd wow. come and fucking because because pilots are all a bit like you know a bit athletic. What's the nice? A bit. They're all. The they're old the smart saying, guys, aren't they? Yeah, but they're also jocks. So the old saying is, uh, mm. how do you know there's a pilot at your party? He'll tell you. Like, they're just fucking full of themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Geez. So we would be like, all right, you can fly this $30 million thing, but when you get on the ground, like, you don't know what they're doing. So we would just fuck their world yeah, up, crawl yeah, into yeah. their position and stuff and just fire fucking 30 rounds in the air and just watch them scatter. Woo! Battle fat. But... Um, <laughs> To, to ask Just question, ten dudes dude. with erections shooting guns. <laughs> yes, I'm into it. It yeah. brings back memories. Um, yeah. It's pretty good being in the army when you don't have to go to war. Yeah, hey. well, I mean, that's the I guess war's the downside. Um, yeah. To answer your question, there were people who specialised in um, survival and yeah. what to eat and what not to eat and all that sort of stuff, yeah, yeah, including yeah. some really great indigenous guys that were around as well that yeah. would just teach you. We had the funniest thing. We had this guy who was around when we were teaching. Um, escape and evasion where he would like listen to the ground right and then he'd be like they're over there and like we were like fuck yeah this guy is so wicked right and he just had no idea what he's doing and then at the end a couple of like after a couple of beers we're like what how does it work when you put your ear to the ground he goes nah bro that's just for you guys that's so good because we're like he's doing fucking indigenous stuff did you see some good bush tucker i saw this thing the other day it was called a bush coconut (laughs) it's bush coconut never heard of it bush coconut is like uh a worm that gets into a certain type of tree and then the tree grows around the worm. Oh, wow. Creates like a really soft little coconut and then they eat the grub inside. Did you get some good bush tucker? The grub, um, does it like enlarge or something and breaks down or is it still alive? It's still in there. It lives in there. Wow. Symbiotic. Yeah. It's symbiotic. That's first time I've ever heard that. I don't know. What did you learn? Did they give you some good, like do you look into the bush? Symbiotic. Uh, Yeah. Those fellas were friends. Uh, two two things. Oh, they they need each other. The tree and the grub worked together. Yeah. To be mates. Yeah. The sum of their parts are greater together. Me we are symbiotic. I think you we guys are. are symbiotic. Yeah. We are. This guy, I don't know, but you're the tree Busting. and I'm the grub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Um, Rot it up all the yeah. time. <laughs> so then. Uh, did this competition which was real cool it was like uh, a lot of taste testing a lot of like you've got these ingredients go make this like just that general sort of we like know. cooking Master competition Chef. stuff yeah yeah before before there was cameras that's where they got all the things from right they just just chef competitions and they just went oh we'll just fucking put cameras in here and people with like arts degrees and just see but what, what made you go to yeah. a competition so quickly like were you working i just saw it where i was doing this um this um, my my tape. Sorry, there was a poster, yeah. and like you weren't in a restaurant. I was at QT at the time. Okay, uh, and so, doing the TAFE course. I'd done the TAFE course, and then went to QT to finish it off. Which is some hotel shit. Yeah, yeah. I had four, breakfast service. No, I had four restaurants in it. If that uh, made yeah. sense. Yeah. So you kind of walked in and then you had places. Here at Santini, it's one of the best ones here. It's they, so they do like very good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty impressed. So with it, is, QT. it is both. It's a weird thing, right? It has, they call them outlets. Yeah. So although it's in a hotel and you might have your dine, your in-room dining and your functioning and all yeah. that sort of stuff, you will then have outlets that will be like, so if you stay there, then you can then go to a restaurant within it. Uh, but yeah. it is owned by yeah. the governing. And did you body. have a good chef? 
It was great. Well, my first chef there was the he- the executive chef was amazing, but then the first dude I ever worked with was potentially one of the worst chefs I've ever met. Nice. He was because we the outlet first outlet I worked for was um, South American themed, and he was from somewhere in South America. Yeah, and he was extremely incompetent, and but he was just hired because he had some authentic flavors, but he couldn't do anything under pressure. So he could be like X, Y, and Z, you know, in cold, in cold blood. Yeah. Fine. But as soon as she got wild, he used to break down. I saw him take a, take a docket when we were backed up one time, going down hard. He grabbed a couple of dockets, had a look at them, looked, looked left, looked right, and just fucking chucked them in his pocket. No, and I was like, no fucking way. And I remember Holy that. Shit. I, and if I, was, I saw that on swing, dude, that's the worst thing you do. What is he it? hoping to happen? I was just brand, I was brand new, so I was like, exactly. Yeah. I'm going down myself in whatever the hell's happening, and I'm like, oh, this must be he must be doing something with those later, and That's then panicking, obviously, eh? when the thing happens, as in like the the waiters come back and go, excuse me, where's this, this, and this, and he goes, we don't have them. I was like, holy shit, that guy's Jack, you know, like he is just yeah, jacking so on everyone. If I was young and I saw that, I would already know shit. We're a bit fucked here, but I would like, like you said, that doesn't like help. To, but I'd like to see how he's gonna. Yeah. I've never seen this before. I'd like to see, but as a as a veteran, if I ever saw that, you like, we are way worse off now. If you do that, you're just panicking. You're just that uh, doesn't help anyone. It didn't help us in the time. Anyone. Did you see him do it more than once? Yeah, it, <laughs> and it was like <laughs> that was his go-to move. Throw dockets on the fire. Oh my god! This is also my first job. As in, I've been like hooking in, you know, reading, learning, doing all this stuff at home. Like yeah, when, yeah. when it's safe. Then I went to a school you're, you're where it about, was safe. You're yeah. reading about pickling carrots underground, yeah. fermenting and like, things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this guy's oh, just wow. stuffing dockets in his pocket. And, and then I get into the fucking trenches and I'm like, oh shit, oh, there's people play dirty here, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this isn't good at all. But that's, that's luckily, funny, actually, luckily yeah. got fired. So, Of course, yeah. That's a funny because every time, thing I've ever heard of. It's like, well, never thought about is that that first time you see someone doing not like what you think is triple Michelin star shit? Like, oh, this is oh, yeah. I can't yeah. think of the first time, but I, me- I remember vividly. But there's a trend. Yeah. Anytime it gets busy, we lose three dockets. What is that? Why do those tables wait an hour and a half? Yeah, but, but I don't want that question ever. Just do them. No, my but, God. But more importantly, like, as the what's the customer's experience of that? So they sitting down. It's fucking ex person's like anniversary, <laughs> someone's birthday. It's grand- yeah. we're taking grandma out for the night. All you of a sudden, they order. They get excited. They start seeing this, this food drop around them. And every yeah, which is the worst them. feeling, hey? And you know when they, a table comes out, you know it. You've clocked it, and a table comes out before you. Yeah, Ooh, and then yeah. they're gonna start what? They're gonna start giving the the, the floor staff the eye to be like, yes. can I get some? something's going on here the floor stuff's eventually going to go no, I put what's going to happen here yeah. and then they go back to the kitchen and they now go, we've oh. been it's been an hour and a half so that's those people who ordered that food that got stuffed in that pocket through a panic attack yeah. they they not only deserve their money back but they need a fucking good apology because that sucks man yeah like totally. what, what if it was uh yeah, yeah, hey yeah. old mate just did the greatest thing ever let's go out and celebrate tonight like, what, what does that mean for them? They just ruin their night. They go, fuck, that place was shit. Yeah, They Forever. just cock block their happiness for the night, you know? Yeah. Sorry because to you had to do the customer, but like... You had to do the dishes eventually, right? Like, they... Of, of course, like, when... They would put them back through. He'd be like, oh, we never got them. They'd be like, whatever. Put them back through, and then now you're doing them an hour and a half later. Just extending Unreal. your fucking night. It's so... It, it just... Yeah, it's... 
yeah. Unreal. It's Unreal. Yeah, and it, it just fired you up. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. Are you doing? And that was, I think, I you, remembered at the time you're I was like. people's lives, man. <laughs> People are missing trains because you did that. It's so egregious. It's the first time I saw like uh, other other chefs who within that brigade, within that call it brigade, in in that team, really gather around hating someone from the top, and I didn't Mm -hmm. like it because we bonded over it because we were like, oh, you think that's bad? I worked the other day and I saw this X, Y, and Z, and then I I remember in that moment being like, I want to be somewhere better than this. I think, yeah, yeah, because you're reading these books at the same time, dude. Like, you know, the start over this. At at 25 years old, you you've got a passion for it because you're like it's your second career. Yeah, and I'd seen one of the best things I ever got out of the military was teamwork is very important. Yeah. And it's like the thing, the job comes before the team, right? You're only as good as the, as the, as the you know, to lack of a better term, the mission, mm. right? You do yeah. what, you, that's what you do, right? And if anyone's fallen behind, you don't, you don't fuck them over. You bring them up. Yeah, you, you, yeah but that's a good And point. when that person's the top, it's, it's, it's demoralizing. You must, had, you must have had people in the military that were like just dog shit, but yep. you helped them, right? Oh yeah. And you know, you all need, okay, that guy's that person. And eventually he'll get a little bit better, but he's always going to be a little bit behind you, right? Yep. So you, just, you know, in your head, you go, you bring them up. It's the same as you a bring kitchen. the bottom it's side. The same as a good, up. I should say it's the same as a good kitchen hmm. where you keep bringing them up and you go, okay, because you all need each other and you, you know their wait. faults. Even if they're just doing your side carrots, yeah. we fucking need you. Yeah. Yeah. The nice thing about the military yeah. is you can't bully someone into quitting, right? Because in a kitchen, like if someone's clearly we'll not up to the standard, well, yeah. you'll just you'll just be you'll <laughs> yeah. give them. It's hard to fire someone, but it's way easier to just kind of make them feel unwelcome until they leave. Oh no, it's so easy to fire people, bro. So, I'm, I'm the opposite. I used to just walk up to people like, hey, buddy, you're fired. I don't know. <laughs> but in the military, you're like, you in the military, like, this guy's got three years left. We better fucking get him up to standard. You yeah. Know? So, I don't know. Because they're always, not encouraging people to leave, right? They need all their soldiers. You just legally can't as well. You've signed yeah. a contract. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you don't want to be like in a bullying scenario where people actually leave because you're like dude we might need all these guys for war yeah totally <laughs> right? exactly yeah and he's like we're not trying to lose over the top. Yeah, anyone that says i want to go to war so, yeah. you don't want to yeah. like you don't want to like unencourage someone that's like i'll do the war yeah, they can't just have like casuals <laughs> yeah. imagine like and then a war comes like oh where's <laughs> yeah, our yeah. soldiers put some casuals yeah. on yeah who are those yeah. what I are those guys called reservists yeah yeah Fifteen thousand people just don't show up to work that day i quit right now it's like that, that's not how it works, so buddy. You, but you were doing so well. Oh, I found another passion. Yeah. So this competition was kind of a bit of a godsend. Well, I, I didn't think I was going to enter. I think I didn't think I'd get through. But I, you had to create a dish. Like for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. But you had to cost it and put it put it down on paper and, and do all I the right things. things. Yeah, I think I knew a couple of other. Yeah. Sent it away. Got the call up, and I was like, Yeah, cool. Go down and fly down to Melbourne, and um, they put you up in a hotel, and you're in this place every day, and they have. Um, you know, for lack of better words, celebrity people there kind of mentoring you. Your mate George was one of them. Um, oh, yeah. A uh, guy from Birch and Purchase, Darren Purchase from mm-hmm. the patisserie, a guy called Jake Nicholson from Blackbirds in Brisbane, I believe, and a couple of other people. And they're like, hey, this is how it goes. And it was like 30, 30 people, but they were all like the, the current head chef of Voodamont was in my um, uh, intake. And it was, everyone was like fucking pumped up. Yeah. And they were like, how good is this? This is like, everyone's on the same path yeah. mm. and I was like yeah I was really inspired by that and then I took some extra time off and I was going to work at all these restaurants in Melbourne for free when I was there and then I went to Cutler & Co where I worked um, but I'd done a free thing there and they were like hey if you want a job you just it's yours and I was like fuck I just picked up my life and went down yeah uh, what were the dishes though in the comp though 
that I made. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I got in by doing this is going to be. Or who won? Or like, do you remember, remember much who, of that? I can't remember who won. Um, because this is 2014. Because to me, 13. it sounds like you're like all of, we've talked about this, the apprentices who come in with all of the ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. they think that they're like, you know. Oh, bless those kids. They're yeah. groundbreaking, yeah. doing groundbreaking stuff. I remember. And you've just got a whole, you've just amped up a whole bunch of apprentices. Ah, bless them. You know, isn't that great? You know, because they haven't had their heart broken yet. You know so what, what, would, what did you choose? You must have gone through every book. Oh, well, no, I had, it had to be original. That was the thing. It's impossible. Well. Well, of course. But um, so the dish I made and get ready, this sounds just going to sound real cringy at the time, but I think it was, it was duck breast um, served on some form of yam rosti. Mm-hmm. So that sat on top of it. It had a mandarin salad on top of that. And then some form of aniseed um, on it. But I made a duck consomme that I poured over. So then it looked like it was sitting in a lake. I had nasturtium leaves floating on it. So then it was like a pond. And then the judges got um, on the side (laughs) some croutons that they were then went and fed the ducks as they ate. Uh, And I was like, (laughs) I'm such a... This is not sounding bad. I know. Oh my God. I know. You got to have a prop comic. I think Um, you read too much. (laughs) Yeah, you read too much. Heston Blumenthal. (laughs) Yeah. Had the greatest time just doing it. It was fucking, it was super fun. But a it was side a, of croutons, bro. But the, but the judges yeah. were like, Pah, and I was like, battle fat, you know? Uh, like it was were they cool. into shit. it? I mean, George yeah. would have loved I mean, it. That, that's, sorry, that was the one that I made, had to do, and then that's what I got there with. But then once you were there, you had to do other stuff. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, full so, master. Um, yeah. What do you reckon of that dish, Lockie? I'm all right with it. You're all right. Just don't feed the ducks. The um, I, I mean, I was uh, just duck I was like, the fucking, I don't, I don't I love was, the nasturtium and I don't love the rosti, but nasturtium's overrated. Yeah. as far as the flavor goes in general, you don't eat. I it. think so. Not with no, like well, a, a lot duck of people, consomme. There was a phase there where a lot of people were using the leaves. I, I mean, I, it on everything. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. I saw. It's, saw just, it's just a lily pad and the little rounds of everything. I everything, saw a nasturtium gel. Around. People were using like a lot of that sort of stuff for. Yeah. You know, and those essentially it's also those a new name for a while correct yeah. yeah so i was as a 10 month in sort of guy that was like in the industry now i was like yeah i was super pumped 10 and months and you're already doing that stuff that's nuts i don't think i got to touch anything until i was two years in and that's why i decided to kind of go I was around like, that depe- process. Oh, maybe it depends where you are or i was whatever, prepping I, mm. I was prepping and poaching it like my breakfast game was massive oh yeah i see but i, I didn't get that till later i in wasn't life. doing consommes and stuff that's mm. for sure it was good and then i enjoyed it so then i was like Cutler and Co were like, if you want, you can. And I was like, which Cutler and Co? Wait, what year is this? Two thousand and fourteen. So they would have been almost at the top of their game, hey? He had two hats at the time. It was before they split the restaurant. Um, I think now when you go there, it's half the size, and there's like a more of a casual side to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, I loved. I loved when I've worked there for free that time. I was like, oh, oh, okay, this is. This is pretty fucking intense. Yes, yeah, so and I yeah. got excited by that intenseness. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. No so, shit. Uh, like, I guess. Do you like, know Cutler and Co? Yeah, yeah. The mili- military cooking and now comedy is more of an adrenaline game game for me than. Yeah. It's definitely not a financial one, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it is adrenaline. I'm still chasing adrenaline as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but I saw that there, and I saw the care that they were doing. It was. Not to sound too weird about it, but it was the first place I'd ever seen that were 
getting a whole bunch of ingredients and and letting the combination of all those subtle flavors to then create something amazing. Whereas I think a lot of restaurants will have one banging item and then put a lot of things on that plate to contrast that to yeah. sort of like bring it out. Mm. And it was more like a, a sum of, it was a greater sum of everything that went into it. It was like a symphony as opposed to just being like, he's a yep. fucking great front man with some shit man. Yeah. And there and wasn't- I was fascinated by do, it. Yeah, do you remember, if there, do you remember if there was um, other restaurants around doing that kind of Cutler & Co thing? Um, or yeah, they were yeah, still back there doing uh, the... I mean, Melbourne in Melbourne at the time, yeah, definitely. Like, it was, you had your pick of the, of the litter. There was, I mean, all the other restaurants would talk shit about each other and stuff. Yeah, Even totally. though we never saw each other. Totally. Yeah. We used to drink at one. There was a couple in the Fitzroy area. We used to all drink at this place called the Black Pearl together. But it was it was just super inspiring. And they were doing... Yeah. I'm gonna, I've, my memory's a bit faded, but I think they had nine course degustation at the time, including... You know, the little courses in between where, like, once you sit down, once you were to sit down, someone would open up a, a cigar box and they had these, it was a brick pastry that were cooked around these metal rods that then they pushed out, filled it full of, like, smoked cheese. Yeah. And then on each end had some other flavoured gels. And that was just what you had when you sat down. And I was yeah. like, that's great. Cool. Those, those rods are fucked. Oh, that whole dish <laughs> so was fucked, that whole dish was a pain in the ass. Yeah. It was terrible, and they just snap. Eh? Yep. Like you'd have to eat them real hot and oily. Every staff meal was just made up of all the shells of this dish. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like this with the garnish of this I, and stuff. Because all I can remember when you first started saying that was just like my hands are hurting already. Yeah, because you can't. There's no point fucking around. Just get hot and burnt. And make them work. Yeah, and yeah. also, you need the rod again for the next one. It's not like you. Oh, dude! And the pastry. Rod. The pastry horrible. chefs used to look after it, but the whatever section it came from were the ones that were using it. Yeah. So we were always going to another section to be like, "Fellows, yeah. we need." And they're like, "We just fucking gave you something." Yeah. Like, it was this real shit job that and you didn't want to like, everyone um, hated. You didn't want to like pipe them and bust them either. I well, that, that would happen all the time. Yeah. yeah. You had a strike rate of everyone that you made. I and think. You want to go and tell like the, the walk of shame to say you you busted the last one. I know they're fucking balls deep in making ice creams, and you're just like, ah. Mm. Um, and what really impressed? <laughs> I forgot about that. What well, were you doing with them? Like what? That was sort of the same thing. I don't remember where I am, but I vividly remember making the it. rods. Just and then the clinking of all the fucking rods, bro. Like. Just yeah. the clinking of it, and they were always so hot. You just had to go, oh, I'm going to burn myself for the next hour, mm. or however long it takes, and no one better touch me while I'm doing it because I'll break. And yeah, but it was um, it was one of those things for a while. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was definitely cheese. I think ours had not smoked, but it was like goats or something in there, S some blend or something. Yeah. What really impressed me about working at a, a restaurant of that caliber was upstairs from it. There was like a team of like six ladies that would just work the office. And if you, let's say a table of four wanted to go out for dinner, they would be like, cool. And they would talk to them. What allergies have you got? What's the occasion? What's this? What's that? And then they would print menus every single day. So if we sat down, you'd have a cover number for where everyone is. And if you couldn't eat uh, gluten, for example, you would have a different menu just placed in front of you with no options. So, so everything that you couldn't have was tailored on that menu. Yeah, So the person never had to ask. It was just effortless for the pit. Yeah, we had the same thing at the yeah. press club. It was so fucking cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed some of those things. That's yeah, they're, the, that, they're the things that got me really, yeah. like, um, agitated afterwards. Yeah, because you didn't have the nice, the, the good, they're good staff that are doing yeah, that too. Yeah. So if you don't have the good staff that understand how, yeah. how nice that is. And, and how, how everyone's And how easy it is. It's nice for you. Yeah, yeah. Because you go, I've, this is the menu and you're like, perfect. 
and, and say less. You'd be serving a table like at yeah. other places afterwards, and then someone's like, "Oh no, this person doesn't eat that." And yeah. I would just, I'd go to 10 because I was used to. Yeah, and it'd be like, <laughs> who did this? And it'd be like yeah, yeah. Vicky in sales or whatever, yeah, yeah. or yeah. in the admin. And yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they told man. me they couldn't eat mushroom, but I didn't know that this didn't have mushroom. So can we change that? 10. Once you've seen how easy it is for how good it can get to. Yeah. Like you do a vegetarian menu. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely insane. Like and it's actually like empowering to go. This is how good you can make something with and the efficiencies. Yeah, yeah totally. And that's, and that's getting to your point of like when I started my apprenticeship it was the same thing. I I did a trial at a real dog shit place, but I didn't know it was dog shit. But th- the way they were doing everything was just like throw together, make this rather than they cared about it. Mm-hmm. And then I did a trial where I ended up doing my apprenticeship that was exactly like that the way I opened the bag of anything was like what the fuck are you doing mm. it, and this is why we do it you're bruising everything that standard is like, incredible yeah and, yeah and just like yeah it's nice just pick up something like you're picking up and you end up just picking up everything even if it's like a strawberry a lettuce leaf or anything like it's it matters yeah. yes totally yeah, yeah those so I'm glad that I recognised that early on this is shit and I, well, maybe maybe I just didn't go for the, the first place when you couple that sort of like experience with awesome front of house stuff, like uh, I'm assuming it's the same now, but like professional front of house stuff in, yeah. in, yeah. in Melbourne were top tier. Yeah. Uh, Perth doesn't have but it. But they are professional. <laughs> yeah. we, just, we just hire uni students exactly. that know That's, when their end date is. Yeah, yeah they just don't have the, the, as much of like the career pride in a front of house They don't think of it stuff. as a career. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, that, so they need to have a self... Mm. Worth to do it, I suppose. And, yeah. and watching okay. watching the front of house staff with a new dish or go through that briefing, like how important is just a, a briefing before you do a service to be like, this is what's happening tonight. By the way, this is this now. Yes. And then like getting the getting the uh, fuck, I've gone blank. What's the wine guy's name? Smelly. Yeah, yeah. Getting him come out and going this, 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 and this, and yeah. then empowering those people with an amazing product, and they've got yeah. amazing training, and they're great at what mm-hmm. they do. To then those people sitting down, and they're just going boom. I'll have this. They're like, you can have this with it. And they're just walking away fucking incredible. Yeah, and that's yeah. when you get the rush, right? When like everybody's tuned and the whole thing's crushing. Yeah. I imagine people that's are just what walking. bands feel like. Yeah. When they're when they're jamming and they go, Hey, this is good. Like it's yeah. a yeah. it's a synergy that just it, is, it is, is a flow. Feeling. Yeah. It's one thing to have um, a kitchen in that kind of state where you're just like pumping out the best service. But if you've got the whole thing, the whole experience yeah. working together front and back of house, which is pretty rare to be honest. Yeah. That's killer. Yeah. Do you, when and you it, went there, though, would you go straight into larder? Yep, 100%. And were you yeah, at the yeah. bottom of the rung? Uh, yeah. Peeling prawns? Um, no. We, mm, nah, just heat. Heaps of just like, I mean, like peeling fucking tomatoes and stuff and then yeah. making all the cheese dressings, all the dressings, all the salad prep, all of that. And you were under, because you starched, right? So you must have been under the larder chef. I think we had three of us yeah. on, a, on a larder every night. Um, I think that was... Uh, Someone will pick up if this is wrong, but like I think there was probably fourteen chefs for a sixty-seater, which is yeah. that that way. Um, what did the kitchen look like? It was all open, which is incredible. Uh, the the larder especially had seats that you could sit around, so you would have this the customers the table for twos could be there, which was so if you were having a really tough night and someone's going, how do you make that? How do you do that? How do you do that? You were just internally fucking hemorrhage. Uh, that, was, that was my. This is scary how close to the is to my pressure. We are, the entire kitchen was open. Yeah. 
You had to be I, on point all the time. You had to have no grievances, <laughs> like visual grievances with anyone. An open <laughs> kitchen is very good for you because you need to work clean. You need to have to, your to uniform learn. clean. I would, I would recommend it. You can't it. fucking ditch yeah. a pan. You You'd can't. recommend it for apprenticeship. For apprenticeship. Yeah. yeah. It is the worst thing that can happen to you, but it, in the long run, the best. Yeah. Best for your career, best to learn. Like best your, everything. your yeah. tea towels need to be fine everything on you. So like what? you need, you need to be. But I hate you're accountable. Yeah, yeah. I to hate the grubbiness. person who's making you money. Yeah, yeah. I hate grubbiness though. Anyway. Yeah, but it was a good way to hammer it in. And there's having a high standard like that is fucking cool. And you can't get away with like, say, dropping like a prawn somewhere where it shouldn't be, and then kicking it under. Yeah, yeah, yeah or whatever. <laughs> like yeah, you've got to dealing with that too, because you don't want to. Like you're not. You're never going to be that that grub that goes. Did anyone see that? Or you know what I mean? Like, mm. which I've seen in the past. You're like, hey, what are you? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? You're never going to be that guy. Yeah. It's acceptable to be a f- grub ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's it's so right because you're. And it just becomes muscle memory and then you just. Because you, just, you can slip into that and you can get away with that easy. If you, you can know, teach some a chef you to like. Well, I've pretend. seen that later, but I didn't realize that's how it was because I was so green. I've never worked anywhere else that wasn't an open kitchen with these high standards mm. that when I went to the next job, I was like, fuck have you learned your shit the, fl- yeah. the flip side of all of that obviously was like staff turnover so oh, i yeah, think i think the, the kitchen when i started and then to when i left wasn't the same if that made sense yeah um, and they all come through larder first don't they yeah so there was a one time when there was me and this other guy called joel on and then the third spot was just fucking rotating for ages and we couldn't like nail anyone down because then they would leave um it was in that sort of real like no one it was never we never felt secure we were always fucking going down. Yeah, and because you're always training, and you we had the same thing at George's. When in Lada, if someone's you got to come through Lada to get somewhere, just because you need the basics. Yeah, and that person could never handle it, whether yeah. it was two people or one people. Yeah. So you're always training the next person, which is making your day twice as hard. Yep, and you're already behind so far anyway we had other, yeah. and we had other stages all the time yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah and grill chef is just like dude why don't you guys ever get it together and it's yeah. like shut up because yeah, yeah. you guys are the veterans man <laughs> you know like, yeah. and we would have stage people like all the time as well so then no one wanted all the other chefs that have been there for a long time didn't want to deal with that so they were yeah. like fucking nope to me yeah yeah um, but like you you so might not just, ever see these people again as well. Like you can you understand why they don't but, care about it. But they're yeah. the best yeah. when you're just like, you're great. You just get, find your prep list out and you just grab those jobs. The, all the ones you don't, and you go, dum, dum, yeah. dum, cleaning dum, mushrooms, dude. Get up there, peeling mushrooms, man. Cleaning all those mushrooms, man. And, yeah. and we didn't have a, what used to infuriate me is we didn't have a kitchen hand during the day. We only why? had one for service. I didn't know, man. Like, That's nuts. Well, so we had Surely because you had Sarge on. I think like, we had to do 30-minute rotations through. So twice a day you would be yeah, on the thing be whilst dishes. going down. Yeah. Someone's watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Oh, I'm not adding yeah, that. But like as and a it, business, you'd be like, look at all these people that could wash dishes. Right, mm. and you were always like just going me. down and that, that, that shift would always happen at just at the worst possible time, even though you knew where it was the whole day. Yeah. And you just like, oh, my God. And then you're like, shh. And then you're like, Wait. but and then that gave you an am- that gave you an am- <laughs> staff meal as well. But they gave you an amazing appreciation of being like, don't give me this shitty fucking lid. Rinse your stuff out. Yeah. Like you know, you were also a part of the organism of yeah. the thing. It was just yeah. it was intense, man. <laughs> yeah, and we, yeah. this is pre sort of like George Columbaris getting busted because like everyone was doing the same thing at the time well, as far as year, labor. Yeah, what year was this though? Were we in this? Were we doing the same thing at the same time? Probably around 2014 to 20. I think it was yeah, the then. same time. Yeah, I felt like there was a that was a 
I won't say a high, probably, high watermark for Melbourne cooking. I probably looked over at a intense. bar and someone whispered to me, that's the Cutler & Co fags. And I would be like, fuck them. And I was sitting there weaning my mouth like, ah. But if we talk to each other, they'd be like, dude, do you do lighter? And I'd be like, yeah, I do lighter. And it'd be like, wow, we're best friends. Yeah, we just bond over the worst job. <laughs> oh, we've got this thing and it splits if it does gets one degree too much this. And that yeah, button. yeah. What There's the a fuck? Stockholm syndrome that's involved, which I've always enjoyed. That's um, this podcast, bro. And once, Isn't it? <laughs> and once you break, um, yeah. I'm going to go from the optimistic side to now like the reality. Because like, yeah. I don't, I never want to diminish how I felt at the start because it was such a magical time and it was really fun. But then once you, you pull it all back, and then you move on you go there is a terrible side of it all right yeah. um but i don't want to like do that at the expense of the how i felt in the moment because that yeah, was real sure. as well mm. yeah. um but yeah guys we were just turning staff over always going down um people were struggling it was hard we start early nine ten o'clock in the morning sometimes get out at one o'clock the next morning and start yeah. again ironing your shit when you get there yeah we had the full upstairs you would you know you'd have to we had cooking whites and then we had service whites which were really handy yeah um but so we would go in and when we were closed we could kind of have free dress day a little bit but then you we didn't have lunch service only one day of the week mm. uh, which is sunday oh that's handy Easy. it was handy i don't know what you're complaining about but every now and then you'd have like external functions as well um but you know it grind it grind grind ground it ground people down yeah. yeah I thought the You know as far as the military Was like acutely difficult Where you're like I need to fucking Run up this hill With this am ammunition And machine guns And I'm sweating And busting my ass out And this hour Is the worst thing of my life And it's fucked And also I think I might die Like that's yeah, yeah, That's yeah. hard Chefing is like Take that emotion And stretch it out Over a long time Yeah And it's harder Yeah it's slowly You're right It slowly gets you and it starts compounding and, and there's almost no release as well of like, I'm sure you get to get some releases in the army where you go oh, you back. the fuck out. Yeah. Smoke fucking cigars. And but you just, it's just great. a slow grind until you collapse and then go to Nicaragua for three weeks. Because the mission's never done. The thing about the military is you go, we've got X tasks to do. And once you achieve X tasks, you, you then get a great amount of Y. Yeah. In, in, in chefing, it's like, Oh, we just keep, just keep just going. Forever, yeah. Even if it was the best service of your life. Yeah. yeah we're back yeah. here tomorrow. And then you look at the thing and you go, holy shit, who can start early tomorrow? Like, it's like, we're yeah. fucking the shit now. Cause last night was so busy and so great that now, and it just keeps going and yeah. going and just, going. Yeah, you, you just know? start thinking about like what you're doing tomorrow. There's yep. no break at all. Nothing like even Even like what do I need to prep? It's like I'm down to 10 of theirs. You just start thinking, who's on tomorrow? <laughs> do I have to go in early? Do I have to? It just Will they stitch never, me up as well? It never like, ends, dude, yeah. yeah. You know, I remember coming in after like someone would look after your section. You just open those little fridges underneath and you're like, motherfuckers. Oh. <laughs> it's the best. See, like, I was thinking. That always <laughs> happens, you know. I was thinking yeah. about this. If I was thinking if I ever enjoyed chefing. Oh, yeah. Right, because I do, because we've talked about enjoying all of these aspects of it or like a great service, but I always feel like I had um, a voice in my head that was always like analytically like hating everything. Like oh, like you're saying, yeah. I would come into my section as like, oh, this motherfucker didn't do enough raviolis and like, oh, the fryer isn't clean enough. Like there was all this, this little guy yeah. that would click over all of the time about negative aspects of the job. Mm. But I felt like I enjoyed it at the time. But then I look back and I think, oh, I was actually like always kind of like, I wasn't very joyous there's a, a lot of the time. There's happiness in my brain. being challenged. Which yeah, I was about to say that, yeah. Which I think is, um, which is rewarding 
for a certain period of time. But it, this is what I think chefs go wrong because, you know, the old saying, there's no such thing as, a, as an old chef because we just... T- you need something out of it. And what so I think breaks chefs is that there's no financial reward. Yeah. As in, like, sooner or later in life, you want to have some wealth. You want to be able yeah. to create some wealth and you want to, be able to create something more for the people that come after you, i.e. your family. Yeah. And that's very difficult to achieve in cooking because you need to go to that next level, which requires some a lot of time wealth to put in. You know, you need to buy a stake in something, put some risk, put your name on things. Yeah. And not many people get to yeah. that point. Or it's always, no, it's like more effort for more money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like executive chefing is more effort. It's another another mortgage unless you want to do exec chef and then it's like you don't want to do paperwork and stuff. Or you need to sacrifice creativity. Yeah. So you go, that job on that fucking mining, on that oil rig, gets this. But that's not what we got into it for. Be the executive chef at Uluru on 250 and it's like, no. But the the person that got into it didn't, they got into it for the the rush. They got into it for the hustle. But you're the perfect example, man, because you got in later and you're, you got in like with the passion of cooking and then you went to the passionate cooking place and like you said, probably got ground down eventually. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I mean, I, the side thing to the whole thing and like we were working this amazing place with a whole bunch of people with just like fucking mental problems and drinking <laughs> problems, right? Yeah. yeah. They were doing these most delicate things and like malnutrition and getting Maccas on the way home. Yeah. You know, they put flowers on things with tweezers and then insanity, yeah. and then drink on the way thing. And um we drank pretty much every night every, in that in that period every of time. time. man. And I wasn't looking after myself. I think uh, twelve twelve you'd get to the bar. Yeah. And yeah, three hours sleep and then you're up at seven back at it because you're just craving some release and when yeah. you work especially a long time and that's the other thing like yeah, a lot of time people were quitting so you're like you don't have that day yes that's exa- exactly you're like what the fuck am i gonna look for this is 16 hours where's please hit please hit 1am yeah because you need this place closes at three you need something right yeah a daily something what are you gonna do you can't get you, you can't go home sleep do it again go home sleep no you like that would monk. send you psycho yeah I always found, um, because you didn't have any other time, the people around you were like your friends, but they weren't your friends. They were just people that were there with it. That's so funny. So, that like, is true. Some of them were your friends, but a lot of them, I reckon the ones that were nicer weren't your friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. you just unite around giving someone shit and you're yeah. like, yeah, this is how life, that's not how life works. It's just, that's just what you do while you're doing this thing that yeah. you're telling yourself is your dream, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. not really the same as being happy. So it's a version of being happy, but it's not the real thing. How long were you at Cutler and Co for? A couple of years, and then I. Uh, and then your career finished? Like no, no, no. So I'll get to the next for? bit over quickly. But I, I thought I needed a break because I was ground down. I was drinking a lot. Did was looking after myself, um, and I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm. Someone had told me that they were opening this fucking sick cafe. They're like, it's going to be like fine dining, but in the morning. And I was like, maybe I just need a... <laughs> I've heard that before. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, maybe I need a... I was like, maybe I need a break. Maybe I need a break from night. So I'm just going to try something different because yeah. I still love this thing. But right now I'm not feeling like I love the thing, which is yeah. us, you know. It's like sometimes when you... I hadn't lost a passion, but I was just... We were having a rough spot and I was trying to decided to do something new so then i went into this new thing that was like a tip fire and i was like fuck you know when you just go into something and you're like oh no and i worked with um this chef that was like the probably the worst chef i'd ever met 
Even worse than Docket Pocket guy? Because he was incompetent. This guy was just evil. And um, he'd started this thing. The old he, Docket Pocket. The old Docket Pocket. Damn, I, I wish I'd thought of that at the time. I've never fucking heard that in my whole life. I would have crushed the staff though. party if I'd got that at the time. Uh, Fuck. Um, <laughs> and uh, went to this place and it worked with this head chef who was kind of evil. And uh, he had a bad ego. And we this place had just opened. Um, and for example, like... He would just do fucked stuff. Like he, he was like, had this focus on we wanted to do lots of specials. And I was like, okay, I'll do this. I had this special that I'd worked on for a couple of days. And then I was like, we're going to do it this day. And then he was like, instead of putting it on the menu, he was like, waited until like one o'clock that day until he'd made his own. And then on the cool room had this tally of how many had sold. And it was his. that. Oh, were, but then he like briefed up the, the floor staff to like, push his and and i was like this is unnecessary for and what reason yeah weird ego shit hey mm. and um yeah you could find that elsewhere and i quit that was, a, that, that was the first job i quit wicked let's get how how did you quit um i was my partner at the time was like you gotta fucking not not do this job you, you're a piece of shit yeah in words right and i was like ah oh, i just you know i want to and i was putting a lot of time and effort in away from work to try and do things and it got me it got me like I was, I came home one day and she's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I just need to go to sleep. And she's like, you're fucking, you're depressed. You're depressed. Yeah. She goes, you're depressed. And um, went to the dog park that day and whatever. And she's like, you got to get out of this shit. And she's like, this guy's fucking getting you down. And like, I know what you like. You always want to keep doing that. She goes, I had two weeks, two days off. She goes, oh, don't go back. Yeah. And I go, oh, I got do my, that. You're like, I said, oh, I got my knives there. And yeah, she goes, bro. Nah, you're going to go back for... And then um, and she goes, and she, and she Wait, goes were they me, good knives or bad? They were great knives. Yeah, and, um, you wanted them right. She goes, your knives as well though. Fuck them. Yeah, it was a full roll kit. I had a lot of good stuff in there. I was really <laughs> fun about it. Yeah, and um, she said, "Well, you, you got to not because I don't want to hang around with this." Yeah, and I said, "All right." So I just planned this prison break for a week. So I went back for my five days on. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can leave a job. Obviously, I'd seen it happen like 28 times, right? Yeah. Just old mate just doesn't come back. But also, you don't want to get three days in and then want that money and walk or something. Do you know what I mean? Well, like my day, I'd, I'd figured it out. Okay. So, essentially, I could just prison break like essentially the day after payday. Yes. And I was like, I was like real happy. And I was like, cool. And I was dealing with old mate shit. Mm. And I, I had felt, I felt this euphoria. I was like, ooh. Yeah. And then I was, I was, didn't think I was going to do it. But then the I was going to take my knives home and I was going to see how I felt for two days. Yeah. And I'd had enough money to take a few, like, I think about six weeks off. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll take that and I'll see what. And then the, the day came two days later and the alarm went off and I went, no. Off. Fuck off. Yeah, but that's such and a I was, feeling. And I was like, that was sick. I've done the same thing, but I accidentally left my shoes there. Oh. And, and then they, which is fine. I'll just buy new shoes. But <laughs> I just bought them and they were like, whatever. And then, um, but they kept messaging me like, sick. we've got your shoes. And you're like, I, I don't know. I kind of weirdly cared about that too. Mm. But I planned it too. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah I, hol- I maxed my holidays and went, oh. So they'd actually given me a week extra holidays. Yeah. Cause, and I'll come back and earn them again. Yeah. And it's the first time I really took holidays anywhere. So I knew I was fucking them extra and I knew I was going to quit. So I was going to do what the one week, same thing. We got paid on the Monday. We were closed Monday, Tuesday. uh, Yeah, Monday, Tuesday. 
So I knew we get paid at least by Tuesday and then I'd never show up there. again. Yeah. yeah. I can I but reckon I remember that feeling like holy shit. Oh, it's this rush. is possible. I wish mm. I could just quit a I quit a job every day. That'd be yeah. the awesome adrenaline yeah. rush. I have a sixth sense waiting for people. Like, what's gonna happen? And then nothing happens. We would pick it when we were working at yeah. Cutler. We're like, I, he's, I know. he's not coming back. So in you know? your case, if I saw like the shoulders drop over a couple of weeks or a week and you have a bad week in an interaction and then you go home and your knives are there and then you come back and you do a really solid week you don't really talk to anyone you get the job done and then you take your knives home fucking yeah 100% knives, never coming back at. as well like, but but I also get <laughs> definitely the knives but it's the it's the body language and then it's like a solid week of work before you quit yeah, yeah, you never yeah. just you never just plummet like some people plummet and then just walk out. That's yeah. fine. But usually you're like, I know this is my last week. I'm going to check off all my things. I'm going to take my knives and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. I used to, um, you could, you definitely pick it that way, but I used to always take my knives home every week at a certain point. It might've mm. been just after that, just because I wanted to be that guy that uh, it is possible maybe. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and protect them a little bit as well. well there's that. But I there's wonder also if they like, thought every time they're like, he's gone, and then you kept yeah, coming back. Yeah, but also, I mean, that mm-hmm. is a regular... If you always see me take my... I'm, I'm the guy that takes his knives home yeah, every week. that's great work. Yeah. That's good mental fuckery right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might never come back. But I just liked having it and just going, all right. Did you ever see people... Um, at least sign off for the week or something? I don't know, something mental Did you ever it. see people wrap their knives and then write their name in their handwriting on it? Yeah. No. Because then, because people would get in and under oh, and, and take things yeah, yeah, and then yeah. put them back. But if you had written your hand on it, they couldn't like rewrap it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like putting the king's like wax stamp. Yeah, exactly. Very, very it's like, it's the like signing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, complete side note. So we got a king, right? Mm. Is the king? He's got cancer. Did you hear that yesterday? So we got a cancer king. So is his <laughs> wife? If you know, anyone can beat piece, it, it's the monarch. Is she the queen? Yeah. Is Camilla side piece? Yeah. Officially yeah. queen? Yeah. yeah. Why? Because uh, like, marriage. That's how they just, do it. Now yeah, but like like Queen like Lizzie was the queen, but her her <laughs> Lizzie, dude like you knew her. Her her dude was the prince, and then even then, she he made was the king. Him a prince. He was the king. There's no way he was called king. Hmm. He was Prince Philip. Was he? Yeah, it, I think it works differently for male or female. Hmm. Yeah, they always because the king, I'm a massive. Uh, uh, this might be wrong, but I think that the king traditionally feels like it's higher than the queen. So when it is a queen, the king doesn't get it. So therefore, yeah. not to jeopardize that position. Right. But then when the king's got it, he can have a queen because that's like secondary. Yeah, they haven't got up to that. I, I, Netflix special, whatever it's called. So that's my inside knowledge. Do you so mind if I take a quick piss break? I need Absolutely. To. And then we'll come back. We and go together. Finish this, this off. Is me putting my hand up on our, our <laughs> yeah. own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's get to some some classics. All righty. Some classic stories. I need some stories. All right. Worst hangover you've ever had in a kitchen? Worst hangover I ever had in a kitchen was post-Christmas party. You know, when you still got to go out and get fucked up and then you still got to go work the next day with all the people. And um, it was like booze, (laughs) unlimited booze uh, on the bag, mushroom caps, like just fucking have a real like good nudge at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is towards the end of my career when I was... uh, doing some comedy so I had to work somewhere in the morning so I was in a cafe and uh, we were both fucked up and I looked over and the girl I was um, we'd been on the lash all night and the girl I was working with was cooking some bread on a um, like the the fucking grill that's got flat and she just spaced out 
and was staring at it until the <laughs> bread caught on fire. <laughs> and was like, uh, and I was like, bro. And I was like, the bread. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, it was like a Sunday as well. No, it was, sorry, it was a long weekend. So we'd done it on the sun. Well, I can't remember, but it was fucking abnormally busy as well. Cause everyone was like, it's gonna be quiet. Everyone yeah. goes away. Remember that in Melbourne? Yes. Everyone goes away along with, no, they fucking don't. No, they don't. The people that don't go out. Cause they're like, everyone goes away. No one's and cooking at home that day. I tell you that much. And we were dry, like to got to the point where you hadn't, we weren't sweating. We were that, <laughs> we, were that we were that hungover that we just weren't sweating. Because there was nothing to come out. We we're just clammy fucking oh, beasts. Wow. Just pissing black. So you're doing a busy brekkie service. <laughs> and uh, we hadn't slept as well. That's no the thing. sleep? Yeah, we had, we'd all made a decision the night before. We were somewhere and someone had said, we'd better go to bed. And we looked at each other and we said, we're doing an all nighter. And we went, you, and we were like the kings for like a little bit. And then we were just, yeah, it was disgusting. And then you just had to grind the rest of the shift? Grind it out. And we'd fucking paid off a bunch of stuff and we were like prepping on the spot. You know, like we were like, it's not going to be that busy. We'd all drank the Kool-Aid and just got kicked up the yeah. ass hard. Uh, and, um, that's when you do get busy though. We, exactly the moment. We had yeah. some drugs left from the night before. and Mushrooms it, aren't going to help. No, no, we had some bag. And it, uh, we collectively kind of looked at each other. We, we said, we, we know how to get out of this, but who's going to make the call? Yeah. Because like partying's fine, but doing drugs at work is like someone's got to have the, the I'm Spartacus moment. To yeah, then everyone's the gusto. Like, and uh, someone made the call. Who's got the power? At about just before breakfast was crazy and lunch was looking like it was going to be more so. Yeah. So at 11.30, we just rotated through the dunnies. And just fucking charged up. But did it help? It stopped us from being sad. (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't help and it didn't even make us high. It just took the the bottom off it, you know what I mean? Did you you pre-prep any more or anything like that? We just kept going. We just found the, we just went to the finish line. We didn't worry about the future. Yeah. We just lived in the moment and we just got through it. And by the end, we were like, last night wasn't worth it. It was disgusting. No. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's a, that's a, do you remember waking, like, like, do you remember the moments you obviously said you stayed up, but did you walk from someone's house to work? We went from the, yes, we went from someone's house who lived in Richmond where we won and we went, looked at the watch and we went, come on. We walked down the street so merry. So we felt like kids that had got away with it. We're like, oh, we're off to work today. We yeah. stayed up. We did an all nighter and then <laughs> boom. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. All right, there you go. What do you got? You got a, a classic? Um, so if you're a cook in the army, mm-hmm. do you wear like fancy shit? So you have two, two sets. So first of all, cooks, we call them fitter and turners. That's our nickname for them because they fit things in a pot and turn them into shit. No, so, right. And they, uh, you're all comedians. We're all comedians, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're like the low of the low and they're all kind of borderline retarded, I think. And uh, like the entry to be a cook in, in, in the military is pretty basic. And uh, they're like, can you read or write? irrelevant. And they make like six dishes and four of them are made of potato based. Yeah. Um, so you go to the mess, which is what it's called. And there's potato three ways and then some meat and it's all fucked. Yeah. And, uh, but then is you it basically prison food? Like it would be similar to yeah, that. So or like, like a mining camp is probably the closest. 
Oh, mining food's uh, great at the moment. Oh my god! Had, oh really? I don't eat that way. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. Mining food's off off the charts right okay. now. Okay. Well, maybe you, it's not. Then. Some next level bougie shit, eh? Jesus, yeah. you're like crazy on shit. Blur. Yeah. Mm. Seafood night. Seafood night. Yeah. Wow. Dude, you can get your own. Morale would have been high in the army if you had seafood. If you don't like anything (laughs) on the buffet, which is like all of the good stuff, they'll just cook you any steak you want anyway. What? Yeah, I don't believe it either. It's nuts. It's nuts. So do and then you have field. They would have like a field roll as well. So that's like they have a barracks roll, which is like they make just shitty whatever. Yeah, and then dessert's pretty good though. You can have a dessert bar, and it's always just like mini. You know those tiny marshmallows and like yeah, an ice cream yeah. machine. Yeah, fucking get oh, into that all the yeah. time. Yeah, um, and then they have that. a field roll, which is making like, and they'll bring those out, like support like the troop. You know, every yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's like calorie based. So they're like, these soldiers are doing this amount of work. They need like six times the amount of calorie intake of a normal person. Yeah, because okay. they're working so hard, right? And then that's you're pretty happy to see that when you're yeah, you're you would think up it would be like building trenches. Like, it would that's be nutrition based. Like it wouldn't have anything to do with flavor. It would just be all nutrition. Yeah. Fuel. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. they need like, so some scientist just comes in and a soldier needs Correct. this much nutrition, these things and those carbohydrates and bam. But that's kind of what you want though. Because right. the opposite out bush is like you have ration packs and then um, and then you have people that they have ration pack master chef challenge. So usually as they're oh, packing up everything, as they're packing everything up out bush, the soldiers are kind of hanging around for a couple of days just as things slowly get folded down and you get all your ration packs that are left and you're like, fuck, who can make the best shit out of this, right? So you've got, you just have what you have. And um, so what did I make once? I made like this pretty... Actually, that sounds pretty cool. Pretty bogged out. So ration packs are terrible. (laughs) Ration packs are terrible, by the way. So they're just like kind of this block. It's a kilo and a half. It's full of weird ingredients. I like the thought of the challenge of trying to make it. So you might get another unit and you go, right, can't, I'll fucking just cook off and they're like yeah because you can't leave soldiers like idle for too long they do weird shit That's yeah. talk. and they That's always fair. and they always want to outdo each other so they're like you me ration pack let's go do you know what that is Uber Eats someone yeah, just got oh. someone just got crushed did you hear that <laughs> yeah but it sounds like Super Mario doesn't <laughs> it just it? got it's supposed it sounds good it feels terrible I'm so glad I missed the uh, the Uber Eats did you um, it's generation. Sucks. It sucks. it was exciting yeah It'd be new sounds you get to hear in your sleep. It sucks. And do you know when they order? Service time right in the middle. It fucking oath. Bang and a bang and a bang. Turn it off, man. So now you've got like, two, you're running yeah, two I restaurants can't. at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, if you turn it off, like the owner comes in and like, what happened to all of our money? It, like you just, you can't just create a new, like add 40 more seats to your fucking venue, but right? That was, yeah, that but was COVID and now everyone's just now it's normalized. on and now yeah. it's normalized. Exactly. Yeah. Have you heard about that was um, survival and now it's like, ooh. Yeah, and as you tell an owner that they can't do that. So you could have like a whole venue like this, say it's empty, but you're still doing like 80, 90 covers. Yeah. And not even exactly. feel like it. And think you about one bloke. Think about your prep and stuff where you're like, oh, I've got like 50 seats at this what burger restaurant. And you're like, we're, we're absolutely fine for these 50 seats. Like there's no way you, you've done your calculations. Yeah. But what if 40 Uber Eats come in? Yeah, there's places in Melbourne I can't that handle it already. And then you can't even turn off the menu, so you've like ran out of stuff. Yeah, you can, you can, but like it's hard to when you're in the shit. Yeah. So then you know, some people are pocketing dockets. I'm pocketing full fucking burgers. There's <laughs> places in Melbourne that like have like ghost kitchens. So yeah. like if you ran a venue that's here, yeah. venue that's only doing dinner, they might sub hire the place out, so then a place can come in and do breakfast just on Uber Eats. Yeah, and just doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah, I think genius. that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. 
Yeah, sustainable. Which would be fine. I think, like, if you were a ghost kitchen, that's a great... Like, you wouldn't even service anybody except nah. for Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah. And you did breakfast. Bang on. What yeah. a good... Awesome. What a good life. Where were uh, we? I got one. Oh, do... do Thing about the okay, so that's the the officers eat fancy shit. Yeah, so the officers are always eat better. So they've got some people who are they cook for the officers, and they kind of say that as a like a brag. Yeah, this the next and then regular soldiers just it. fucking punch them in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> They're like, oh, look at the officers' mess. It's like you're a f- fuck. Like get out of our bar. Yeah. Like we have our own bars and stuff on bases. You're right. And if any of those dweebs come by and they're like, <laughs> they just get pu- like, they get like wedgies and stuff like old school. Why like, are they bullies. dweebs though? Because <laughs> they, they got ha- a good job. Because the officers <laughs> come by and stuff, and they're always like, "Thank you. Uh, you know the way I like my thing." And we don't like the officers anyway. Yeah, so so uh, you're a fucking traitor. Get out of our side. Go drink it. <laughs> Own bar with the other dweebs. Yeah, that's, that's all that dweebs. is. Go yeah. drink it. That's all there is. Medium rare, yeah. Dude, <laughs> if you thought that that chefs had some kind of that's segregation, so army is just next level. Yeah, we don't even like other soldiers who are just in another unit that do, do the same thing as us. They've just got a different coloured shirt. We're <laughs> like, fuck them. They're blue. Yeah. So are they? So how's the hierarchy work then? Is it officer? Is there a head chef or cook or something? Well, how does that yeah, work? Yeah, kind of, but he's just like, but he has a rank instead of a role. Yeah. You know, like I guess you call it head chef, sous chef. So he would just ranks? be like the sergeant. Is Ty- it through cooking or is it just through? It's time in. It's staying as long as you can. Right. The only thing yeah. is they get paid well and you don't have to do With much. more stripes or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. And you might go to like Afghanistan. Yeah. And get hundred grand in seven months and but. just stay in the armored base. And just cook for everyone. Yeah. And if you might do that every three or four years, and then that's you just put that in the bank, and then you just norm, earn your normal wage. So there's incentives for them to stay in. I mean, you're not going to create anything amazing, but you will have to see live in a pretty interesting life. Yeah, for sure. Mm. For doing something that's quite like entry level. It's definitely unique. It's definitely something I've never seen. Yeah. Like the mm. Navy guys, for example, like they will be cook on a boat. But then Navy boats are just in Bangkok and shit all the time. And like, they just travel around the world constantly. It's not bad. It's got its, oh, it's got its pluses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see why it's got a massive minus. society would be attracted to that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. got a massive minus if it ever happens, but it hasn't happened for the last 50 years or... But like the cooks are still, they're just going to be back where the... Yeah. Uh, ugh, I think. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to be on a ship. Yeah, but you're not getting... That, that could get bombed. Yeah, you could drown, yeah. But they, on a ship, on a ship, everyone still has to be qualified to do the ship stuff. So they still have to go through. And for example, the Navy has a room on their training establishment that is built like the interior of a boat, but it slowly fills up with water and shoots things out and the lights <laughs> go out. So you have this like claustrophobic sort of like training mm-hmm. where you have to like plug like bullet holes and stuff in the walls where water pisses out in your face while you're trying to do it. So even all of the mechanics need to do that, all the radar people, the yeah, chefs, because okay. that's like when shit goes down that makes and sense. everyone's on. Mm-hmm. So I guess they a bit more than the rest of us. What the fuck do you eat on the submarine? Submarines are disgusting, bro. Sandwiches. No, it'll be dry, eh? It'd have to be pe- non-perishable. A funny story the other day. The submariner came. Do they do they come up at harbour and just like grab some produce? Yeah, just get a couple of chickens. Submarine. Live chickens. That's, how, they, that's how dados went, exist, went extinct. Submarines just, just don't want to eat rations anymore. Mm. Submarines are gross. They've only got f- half the beds required for the crew. And it's they do something called hot bedding because... No, I don't want so, that. So you do shifts, right? So there's enough crew for like 
every that makes job. Sense, the so you do shifts, though. and then you go. Yeah, size is the is is the premium. I don't want to yeah. sleep in a bed that someone's just got out of. Someone's just jerked off. Well, in, yeah. don't be a submarine yeah. guy. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right. They, but they put a high profile. They put a high um, preference on food because it's like it's the only thing that keeps people happy. Yeah. Mm. So they actually prioritize it quite well. Uh, in your chef career, what is the what is the best thing you've stolen? Oh. La, 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 la. What best have thing. I stolen? The best thing? I've stolen a lot of things. I don't know what the best thing is, though. What have you stolen? Um, chairs for, like, an outdoor area. <laughs> Was there something you were like... Fuck them, this is cool. No, nah, they weren't using them and they were like, whoever was running it was like, we're going to use them one day. And I'm like, you're not. And I was like living in a share house and I was like, well, you fucking have that out the back, I'll right? chairs and stuff. Um, threw that in. Um, How did when you I get those at, chairs out of there? Uh, just in the back of the car. Nice. Boom. When I was working at McDonald's, me and my mate Kyle backed up his car when we were closing, opened up the boot, threw in 10 packets of nuggets, you nuggets. know, the big ones. Yeah, dude. Deep fryer at home. That was fucking great. Just full on robbed the joint yeah. um, straight out of the freezer. The there was another thing I used to do, just... Um, what, throw what out the window? Just any, anything. But it had to be <laughs> planned because it was like... Uh, to your mates? Yeah. I can't remember how this happened. It was Nokia 3210 sort of st- uh, age. You're definitely getting something about it. Or maybe I knew they were coming through at like 11 or something. I don't know. Pre-planned, but I'd just be like, "Oh, I'm, I've just had this in my hand. I now have to serve a car something." Yeah. Mm. And then, like a fraud or like a like a espionage was uh, did a stage at a few places, and they were like, "Whatever you do, you don't fucking take photos of the of the of the recipe books." Right. Fucking yeah. took photos of recipe books. Yeah, <laughs> you go know, like fuck yourself. Bro. Just just rip that into like that's, property. That's right half off. the reason I'm here. Go exactly. Fuck yeah. I, I never understood that because like once you've done a recipe, I kind of felt like I had it. Maybe that was just me. Nah, sometimes I'd forget like the the micro yeah, not six stuff. Months later. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like, I just didn't care. Then. Like the micro molecular stuff. Like like you know when it's like two grams out. Some gum. Do I need? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but kind I kind of, of felt like I could figure that out my own eventually. Yeah. But it's also just like um, an ego thing for your restaurant. Like, so when I left George Columbaris's, they're like, hey, you haven't worked here long enough. You for can't what? put us on your resume. What? Oh, what? But that's just the chefs. That's not anyone. That's just like the what asshole the chefs that work for that? there. Whatever they decided. It could have been four years. I don't know. They, but that's just, But that's it's the same thing works. as the recipe thing. It's like, hey, hey, hey. At what point you're does only, anyone answer right? those dickheads? You what the hell? hell? You're gone. No, but they're just they're just <laughs> asshole chefs, aren't they? That's what they do. Yeah, just Fucking so you hell. can't do it. <laughs> I think I was there. I was there five, five and a half, six months, and I don't know that because every time I tried to quit, I did another week. So it just yeah, like keeps yeah, going out. Whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> whatever but, it was. It but it's the same enough. with the same with those recipe books when people used to tell you you can't steal anything. Yeah, yeah. It's like fuck. What are you gonna do? Like, there's no. There's no rule here. I was working at a place uh, like two days a week just before COVID <laughs> happened, and um, I was like just about to go professional comedy, right? And I was working at a place, and that's when everyone freaked out, and we were like, "We got to like." It was in Melbourne. We had to just like things were getting cancelled. We had to lock yeah. down, and I fucking stole toilet paper. Fuck yeah! I went into Did the you? yeah, packed my bag full of it because like Stolen I was going home, and I was like, I, I was like, on the news was everyone fighting over Dunny Roll, and yeah. I was like, shit. Message the missus. I'm like, do we need toilet paper? She's like, we don't have any fucking dunny roll. I'm not going. The, I'm not going to the shops and doing this. Just dragged in, no toilet paper. I got one yeah. roll in, napkins. 
Yeah, I couldn't understand the toilet paper thing. I was like, and me either. It wasn't the taken. It's cool because they're like nice, individually wrapped. They kind of look cool when you got them. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's, it's, it's all of it. Yeah. yeah. I'll just yeah, put yeah. my butt in a <laughs> exactly. sink. Like, oh, I'll wash my asshole in a sink, dude. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know yeah. the life I've had by now. That's easy money. Absolutely. I could do that all day. You worked in the army. Oh, what do you my need ass toilet? In sink, yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't understand the toilet paper th- uh, thing at all, but it happened. people, I would freak out like about I don't know. Uh, calories, sustenance, um, flour. It's almost the last thing I thought about. And yeah. Then until you're like, like how much oh, of shit we have to get at least. What kind of what kind of everyone's shit? Everyone's taking this shit. What kind of shits are people having? You know, there's people still with twenty twenty toilet paper. Dunny roll. Yeah. Vintage toilet roll. When I worked at the butcher shop as well, that was what they did. They would just come in and just go, yes. How much mince would you want? Yes. <laughs> you're like this. <laughs> it's like ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you know they've still got that in their freezer. There's no yeah. way. And, and you so know, they would come back and come back and come back. Do you remember the rule where you couldn't take it back? What? Like Coles <laughs> made a rule where you couldn't you couldn't get your toilet <laughs> paper <laughs> refunded. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. Any good decision they've ever made. I'm with that. You yeah, yeah. like that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You want to go? You want to freak out and, t- and buy all the stuff up? You got to live with you. it forever. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to fuck everyone up and line up like, for nothing? But that's again. You know, is you've that got the ones that are hoarding the paper already have eight. Fucking packets of it, sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we liked it. We allowed it to happen because we hated those people. But yeah. it's not a rule. It's not a rule to say, hey, you can't bring this back and get a refund. I'll just ban it from the store. I put that You can't have anything ever like again. Anything. You've got to just go to the <laughs> No markets. taco kits, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Uh, have you got another one? I don't know. Oh, so, okay, so just thought maybe you – you ship out this stuff to the people in combat zones, right? Like yep. so you, you, the calorie ones you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they made and they, so they, they last for like 15 years. Oh, rash. They just eat them? Uh, there's no one there cooking it on site or anything weird. There's a couple of tiers. Uh, the first ones are these things that are packaged that last for like 15 years. Yeah. Um, they're like... Uh-huh. They'll block you up. You won't ship for like four days, but <laughs> yeah. you'll survive. Um, they drop them. Con- there's all I'm these backcountry sure. ones too. Where they're like that sounds dried in the bag. Mm. Um, then they'll have these like huge things, which are like uh, they're called hot boxes. So there's just like pretty much a big esky with individual made uh, meals, right? And they they're pretty good. But they're like off you go. Boom, 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 so you line cook up and them go. yourself as your own person or what? Nah, they're already made. So you might be like, we're on rations for three days, then we're going to have a rest while the next people are pushing forwards, and then you'll be on hot box for like another couple of days. Are or they whatever. helicoptering that in or something? Sometimes, yeah, a lot of trucks. I mean, the logistics. What's the the old figure? Is there's fifty other logistical people for every one soldier that goes into yeah, just fighting stuff, right? So there's no one on. There's no well, one. Someone's got to pay your bills. Like there's you get you get paid. There's a uniform person. There's new boots. There's like a, fuck. You got to get ammo from somewhere. Like yeah, it's yeah. Just a, so even, even my wife works for a company that has um, military. Uh, contracts to sell like camel, camelbacks and all Ooh. this sort of stuff and like the those dried meals and all of a sudden you'll just get like this wave uh-huh. and it just goes out yep. and you kind of know where it's going yeah but you just like it, it's all those yeah extreme they're all mm. the, the right specific color as mm-hmm. well yeah and they'll go out and then mm. sometimes you'll pop up and you'll have a field kitchen so then that, that's kind of like you grab a bowl and you just line up but who does who does the bit behind it the cooks. So they're all, they can be on... Yeah, and they kind of combine from like a few different places. They might run a little bit on on base, a mess, but then like right. 10 of them get together and make a field kitchen. Um, that's their exercise. You know, right. they're like, oh, there's 10 of us now. Dude, are they, are they, that's, are they, that's a bro down right there. Are they yeah. got guns? And we come in and they're always like an- anal about the place. Yes, they've got guns. Of course. Why they are they cooking? Them, though. Yeah. Um, no, they have them in like a rack. Wicked. Because they, they will do like... Um, <laughs> that's wicked. 
they will do like these mock things like there's someone in the fucking base you know yeah. and they gotta they've gotta train Stop cooking and, uh, <laughs> red pepper but we'll come through it's just like wait 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 i've got two minutes hold on we'll come through this base I've like <laughs> camouflage creamed up been out in the fucking boonies for like we just pff, choppers come in we're off we're like fucking get, let me eat now and they're like excuse me mess doesn't open for another 15 minutes and mm, dudes will dude, fucking bro. like yeah. rip cunts over because you've already yeah. got a knife on you like hardcore like special like special forces soldiers and shit will be like cunt yeah. we're having fucking food now yeah. like we've been like yeah. that's what we've I got to imagine yeah. but, but this is what we talk about this is a power struggle no no my kitchen my rules there's a whole it's thing like, that, you're in the jungle bro but I would kind of be cool with that just like yeah it's there just eat it I don't know they have this two piece of bacon rule they were like the, 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 the cooks would be like two pieces of bacon that's what they always say I right? love your you voice for these guys as well the dweeby eh? I mean, yeah <laughs> Only two pieces of bacon. And hardcore killers will (laughs) be like, shut up, cunt. I'm taking as much bacon as they want. And they're like, I'm fucking in charge here. And they'll like, they'll nearly come to blues. It's good. When you're talking to some like Neanderthal fucking weapon. Yeah. He'll rip your face off. You know what I mean? Give him as much bacon as you can. Exactly. Also, he's 120 kilos. Like he needs more. Yeah. Also can, can kind of figure maybe they've only got enough for however many people surely. Absolutely, yeah. but like so they, try telling they, that to someone who's starving. Yeah, mm. but yeah, but I, I, I can appreciate the struggle of like I don't want to cross you, but only two pieces of bacon. You know? We got like a three piece of bacon like exception because we kicked <laughs> up enough of a stink. What the fuck? It took us like eight months, but we're like we're working really hard, and then they were like all infantry soldiers can get. It came out as orders. <laughs> <laughs> three it pieces of bacon, and we thought we'd fucking pulled off the French Revolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I love and the then, Australian army. Just like nothing. Like you think about everyone else; they're so so close to other people that they're could be in wars with Australia's just so far away they're like how much bacon are we getting <laughs> Americans because uh, we work like Americans our closest ally we work with them all the time they know how to fucking eat like they will have on a navy ship um, the American cooks are all real cool black dudes bandanas like yeah bro you want some fucking joe like and just slopping it in and we're like oh these guys are sick <laughs> and um, they like maintain a high level like you can get fucking sloppy joes anytime homemade burgers their rations are like here's this pizza that's just last forever yeah peanut m&ms fucking all this sort of stuff and um on a ship they will have the best dessert range you can ever get and we're like fish out of water on these places and my mate who's a fucking idiot john Cini, grabs like cherry pie oh they do a good cherry pie in the in the american navy right gets there, smashes this big bowl of cherry pie. Next to the dessert is actually a condiment section, but it has (laughs) condiments for everything. And he just grabs the biggest ladle of mayonnaise (laughs) and slaps it on this cherry pie. And we all knew. Yeah. And he's sitting down and we're all in this long thing and we're just waiting for him to fucking eat it. We're like, come on, bro. And he's telling this story about some girly shag 10 years ago, right? And he's like, and he keeps telling, we're like, fucking eat it, bro, eat it. He's like, ah, and we're like, eat it. And then he finally just cherry pie mayonnaises and his neck nearly breaks. He's like, ah. And like 30 guys just get up on the table and cheer like, wow. And these Americans are like, what's happening? These Aussies are gone crazy. We're like, he ate pie and mayonnaise. They're like, that is funny, bro. I understand it now yeah <laughs> that, is, that is interesting what you say about like keeping the morale up just with the food like i can see how that would be just like 
you need that epic shit. If you're on a ship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every now and then they'll just give you some other stuff. Like when I went to East Timor. Um, it would be everything. They would just yeah. be like, hey, guys, we've got you some stuff. Like it's Christmas Day. Like here's, a, here's some prawns and shit for you. Also, open it up. Fucking crisp cans of VB and an Esky that oh, get yeah. flown out in a Blackhawk. They're like. Do they? And then, they, <laughs> then those beers. Yeah, beers. If you have a beers delivered by a helicopter. No. They taste better. That would they be better. They taste so good, right? And you can sit back and go, yeah, and just yeah. have a prawn and a beer. Yeah, learning, with a, with a learning to gun. kill people is cool. With a machine gun, That's man. It's gangster, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. All right. I like that stuff. I got, we're pretty much there. Mm-hmm. I got one more. Let's go crazy. What do you want to know? Worst about? kitchen injury. I got a hemorrhoid in my ass, right? And, I don't um, even think I know what a hemorrhoid is. Hemorrhoid's like a blood Let's vessel in your, a blood vessel in your butthole that enlarges, and essentially you've got like, like a, a blown out butthole. Like in it or and it comes out. Uh, both. Some can be internal. Some can sit on the outside. So ninety nine percent of all men will have one in their life, and two thirds of women will get one during childbirth. So don't fucking gob off too quick. You you do right. All right. Well, when I get one, I'll know what it is. So yeah. I had a hemorrhoid in my ass, right? And I was working breakfast shift. Wait, did I'll, you get it from cooking? Uh, from lifting things. Is in, what you get. Why are you cooking? So it builds up over time. So oh, my I life felt, in the military I caused this. <laughs> so my life in the military no, kind of caused I can, this. I can never feeling. You know that lift, when you've you probably like, had one. You've just never checked no, your like, ass off. You know when you like re- deadlift, roosh, heavy shit. Yeah. Yeah, you you felt that. that it feels that, that's how people do it as well. Right, okay. Yeah, but I've never Pops felt out. anything like that. So I busted, I, can imagine that out. I busted one filling up a cool room. Just ah, and then I was like, oh, you just got to work through it, right? And um, they normally just have a, there's nothing you can do about it. And yeah, right um, I one day it just burst, and I, my ass was bleeding in a fucking <laughs> kitchen, man. It was just me <laughs> and the male bar- <laughs> and the male barista at Were seven you thirty in, in the morning. Boxer shorts or do you have jocks on? Uh just I was wearing jeans because I was just, That's I was just, just wearing jeans and jocks. Like, right? oh, this is happening. <laughs> and I don't care what you say, but when your just ass add is bleeding, that to the list for the day. <laughs> it's embarrassing, right? So yeah, I, 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 don't know. That's I went just up. My opinion. I went up and hit up this. the fucking the male barista. I'm like, dude, man, my ass is bleeding. <laughs> And he's like, fuck, that's embarrassing. And I'm like, bro, you're a barista, fuck. Give oh, me a coffee. Yeah, as if you haven't had a bleeding ass. Yeah. And I just had to work through it for a little bit until the boss's wife came in, this 70-year-old lady. And I was like, Can, excuse me. And I was like, do you have a menstrual oh, pad? Yeah. Do you have a menstrual pad? And she's like, dude, I'm 75 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I have a fucking menstrual pad. Yeah. I'm like, whatever, give me a tampon. I don't care, right? Yeah. And she's like, well, I'll just look after the kitchen. You go down to Priceline and then you just sort yourself out. And what I was did you like, buy? Fuck. Do you know so what to buy? I went down there, right? And I was like, waddled down there. It was down the road. Definitely. And I'm, and I'm like, this is the first time my ass is bleeding, right? And I'm just standing in front of all of the female. I don't know there was so, much, so many, right? And I'm like, lost as shit. This young girl comes over to me and she's like, can I help you, sir? And I was just lied and I just said I'm looking for pads for my wife yeah and she's like what does she normally use and I'm like I'm just in the shit here she uses the same as you and I'm like I've got no idea can you just tell me what's going on so she's going through she's going through every single one of them right and then I finally see down the bottom there's men (laughs) there's male incontinence pads so I was like oh fuck I'll just grab these (laughs) right and she's like no sir grabs my hand she's like they're for men and I'm like, oh. oh, and I just said, my wife's very strong. 
And if she didn't click on to and, what was going on just then. And then she just let me buy them. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you do know what you're doing. Uh, it's never really helped myself. I've got a couple of stitches and a finger when I was an apprentice. Um, dude I work with cut his hand right open and it was like busted open and I had to like sling him up and take him to the Do you see bones? To the thing. Yeah, I saw shit moving in there and Ooh. stuff. So, um, But I was very lucky. He didn't hurt myself too much, yeah. Chase, we had on, sent me a message the other day because I shared this thing with him. Like, someone was using mandolin like crazy fast. Oh, like, mandolins. I couldn't look at mm. it. And he was like, ooh. And then he said, uh, uh, our mate Adam, who owns a deli, said like that some chick on her first day was just slicing and just sliced like finger to uh, palm all the way down. And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I can feel how can much imagine, that stings afterwards. But I can imagine looking at it and going, it's okay. It's, it's, no, it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. And then ah. that's that thing you, yeah, it just starts to ooze out. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. it. I was just like, oh, I couldn't hold it together. I was like, oh, I'm reading it like, oh. I don't like that at all. Oh. You can see it happening though, right? First day, oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. slice that. I would, but that's a, don't give anyone mandolin jobs on the first day. Yeah, just let I, them get through know. their day. It's one of those jobs where you can go a new person, stand on there for an hour. Yeah. If you then, survive, also, you've got a job. Yeah. Nah, uh, I wouldn't be that mean. Gross. Ugh. Yeah, but like, but she must have gone. Like, oh, no. Another time, um, I've actually I've told you this in the past, I believe. But uh, we were, I was working at one place when I was on my way out. Um, I helped a friend out, and we were in, we were taking a bit of cocaine at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was helping with a restaurant open, and we'd worked for like a whole bunch straight. And uh, he was like, took a look at me one day. He's like, "Dude, you're tired. Go upstairs, front of my bag, bag of coke." Let's sort this out. I said, yeah, sweet, no worries. Went upstairs in there, big old fucking line, came back down and I was like not feeling really great. And I said, dude, what what was in that cocaine? He said, you went in the front of the bag on the front. I was like, yeah, front side. He's like, nah, that's ketamine. Oh, shit. And I just like had to work through a fucking like fighting off a K-hole. Yeah. I think I would be panicking too. I was just like. I don't know if ketamine works that way. I was just holding off. What's that? He's, I thought I'd be panicking. No, as soon as I heard it wasn't. It's, it's more like I don't know, panic is the last thing that's that going to happen. Not happen. Yeah, yeah it's, it, I was no, just no, fighting to keep my like cheeks up. Finding out you took something you didn't realize, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. until you're like, "Oh shit!" Hot, hot tip: the way to get out of an impending K hole is with cocaine. Yes. So yeah. Oh, Jared Gowdry, thank you so much for coming on. Can thank you? Very much. Shout out all of your stuff, bro, because you are a busy comic. Um, whatever. Just give us a follow. Jared Goundry on everything. Um, I make content. You guys make content. If you like watching whatever you've seen this particular thing on, just uh, You're at Fringe right now. Through. This will come out on Monday. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, don't watch me if you want to, but go watch something you've never seen before. Like fucking... Me. Yeah. Go, <laughs> but like when people go to all the festivals, right? People will always go see something that's been fed to them through like a huge marketing machine. Totally. Yeah. Um, go out and still watch the thing you want to see that you've seen, but then like go to an early show or a late show and just take a punt on someone else yeah. and mm. just see who you're going to come across next because there's a It'll whole bunch be... of people who are in that bracket who are amazing. Yes. And you might just see someone that you will go on and do great things. Yeah. Hospo Horror Stories is going to pop up again. Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Good to, good to, comedy to get the, the team back together, the original crew. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And to make it happen. And Lockie, do you want to talk about the this place, Royale's? Like, people want to come down? Yeah, I love Royale's. Al and Ken, the absolute 
legends. So uh, Wembley, where is it? Vic Park. There's another one somewhere I'm forgetting. Wings, burgers, chicken, beers. Yeah, they've, got a, they've got a great special at the moment. It's basically like a triple with bacon, so that's kind of what I'm about. On yeah. one, one final statement, although I don't work in hospitality anymore and I had a very small career doing great things in it for a small period of time, I look back on it nicely. I like meeting other people that did it. It yeah. gave me a lot of great skills for being a comedian, like trying to organise myself and do yep. all that sort of thing, um, quality control. And uh, although the industry sucks and it's shit, I'm pretty grateful for my time. Yeah, I think that's how we feel about it. That's everyone we've come across doing this. Mm. Yeah. And everything. I've never thought about it before we just started talking about it, though. One yeah. day, that's all. It's good to communicate the struggle yeah. as, like, being a cathartic thing mm-hmm. but like most people that were in it long enough had a passion for it yeah definitely. or have a passion you, you for learn, it you learn there's no quit you just learn that it's going to be okay yeah even mm. if it's not yeah <laughs> you know like you just go okay once next step next day is going to be the next day yeah yeah it'll always at some point even if you had two hours sleep it will end builds yeah. resilience then, yeah because yeah. there's a lot of um people that listen to this podcast that are like just getting into cooking now oh, great and it's, it's always been like, oh, it's actually a positive thing. Like, it's wicked. Being a chef was awesome. But having shared experience with people that were negative, kind of like, are the fun bonding things that you can talk about? 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it should be a prerequisite for anyone who wants to go into politics is you should have to work in hospitality for two years. Yeah. yeah. Or do to mushrooms. make you a better person. Or do mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for an thing. extended period of time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, right. fellas. It's been Thanks, wicked. Yeah. Thank you very much. Sure. Yeah.